You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, Notorious J-A-Y and I try to get our heads around Buccaneer Brady? Cam Newton has been dumped by the Panthers with the old, it's not you, it's me. All that plus Vanessa Hudgens with a bigger blunder than Rudy Gobert and why Stevie still can't chip. Your Coronapocalypse boredom buster is hot and fresh, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, March 18, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Jay is coming up in just a quick second. Today is either going to be a momentous day in my golfing life or just another day that ends in a Y and a day in which I can't fucking chip. I have been uh, spending a lot of time at the chipping green at my local course uh, these last... Mm, two weeks, let's call it. Even before Corona Apocalypse shut everything down and I was bored and wanted to get my mind off uh, the troubling news du jour. And I have tried so many things. In fact, Jason Grant, my buddy from Dallas, sent me a video that Kevin Kisner did with the Barstool guys, Kiz. And it was really cool. And it hit on something I had tried chipping wise, which I found amazing. And that is, I found that I was chipping one handed right-handed alone, way better than with two hands. Like, inexplicably so. When you first try to chip one-handed with your right hand only, you feel like you're just going to slap it right across the green. You feel like you got no shot. And yet somehow it was making me, and I actually timed this with my phone and my video, I realized that chipping one-handed, I was taking 10.6 seconds on average from the start of the swing till contact. And with two hands, I was taking only about 8.5. So I was a lot quicker two-handed. Well, just slow it down then. Easily, easy to do, right? Well, but there's more to it than that. I was like, why is one-handed chipping so consistent? Well, first of all, it's simpler. There's only one thing moving. You got two hands on the club and a little twitch with your left hand or a little bit flinch with your left shoulder can send things completely out of whack. In theory, people say, well, it's easy. Just make sure to keep your hands ahead of the ball and just come through it like a a putting stroke, but just hands ahead of the ball. That's all. Just keep your hands ahead of the ball. It's that simple. Just lean in. Get your weight on your left foot. Just chip. It's not that... Anyone who tells you chipping is not that hard is, is, is lying. 
It is a hard, delicate thing, and that's why the tour pros are such magicians. Well, anyway, after two weeks and no lie, 20-plus hours just chipping around the green and trying five, six different things, I'm like, oh, wait, this is the key. I got it. I got it. No, no, it doesn't work anymore. This is the key. I got it. I got it. I'm going to go see John Ronas of the Capital Golf Gang. You know him. You've heard him here, and he swears, swears he is going to turn me into a great chipper within a month. (laughs) Well, we'll see about that. I'm bringing my cameras. We're going to film the tip, and we'll see how it goes. Before we get to Jay, how about this? The Duggar family has finally flipped their Arkansas kid arc, otherwise known as their mansion, bagging more than a million dollars in the transaction. Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar, stars of the reality TV, 19 Kids and Counting, have successfully flipped their house in northwest Arkansas. They bought the 10,000-square-foot residence for about two hundred and thirty grand in November of 2014. And at the time, the mansion was in sad shape. They then proceeded to go and work their magic, transforming the once rundown residence into a luxury estate. They put it on the market. It didn't sell for 1.8. They lowered the price, lowered it again, took it off the market, put it back on. Next thing you know, it is sold for $1.38 million. Um, it's apparently beautiful inside. You've got to wonder how much of you know, their TV show did, you know, how much did the TV show, uh, was it TLC? How much did they put into the house? How much muscle, how much effort, how much time? I mean, it's sweet and it's huge. My wife used to watch that show a lot. And then they had the controversy about one of the sons and inappropriate this, that, or the other. I forget exactly what happened with that, but it was like, oh boy, that's a bad look. I just love the fact that the Duggar family introduced me to the concept of side hugging, that they were so conservative. And I'm not saying they're bad people. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I don't know them. They, they seem like nice enough people, but you know, one of their sons seemingly uh, has some fucked up ideas, but I'm not judging. But the side hugging thing was hilarious because they were so conservative that dating for any of the Duggars kids First base, which for most kids is kissing, first base is like side hugging. You just put your arm around somebody. It's not a full chest-to-chest hug. It's a side hug. Anyway, huge house. Uh, good, Good job by them to flip it. Of course, you need a lot of kids, and the other catch is you got to live in Arkansas. Hey, come on now. Let's see what Notorious J-A-Y is up to. Hello. You know, we should be watching the first four tonight in Dayton, oh, Ohio. Don't, don't, don't. I don't even, even start, right? No, no. Because uh, last last night, Xavier, here's what I did for my sports fix. I watched... <laughs> I watched the uh, Felix Trinidad Roy Jones fight from like 2008. Wow! So, on YouTube, I am <laughs> I'm like a crack whore just looking for anything. Hey, now. if you're looking for something, the Korean Professional <laughs> Basketball League is starting up again. So get after it. Look on the interwebs for those live stream games from a sports well, have, from a sports I have a perspective. Fire stick. Well, yeah, I have a fire stick, so okay. I can probably find it. All right, good. From a sports perspective, 
They only have one quote that sums it all up perfectly. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really is. It has wiped out the best part of the sports calendar. It's wiped out Vegas. It has Masters. wiped out the Masters. But, and I read this story earlier, it's happening in October. And the surest sign it's happening, and I'll just let you in on this, is that hotels in Augusta, which are not plentiful, small, sleepy southern town. Yeah, and crappy, by the way. I've been there. Yeah, thank you. Are automatically canceling people's reservations (laughs) for the week week of October 6th to the 13th. And and one LPGA player who was going to be there for whatever reason in October was pissed and went to Twitter saying, Oh, I'm sorry, Hilton Home Two Suites. I didn't cancel my reservation. You canceled it. Fuck you. And that's and so people are sniffing this out. It makes the most sense today, Tuesday, and this has been the most amazingly fast moving week of anyone's lives. Because a week ago, Tuesday night, life was normal, right? Yes. yes. Normal. One Thursday, week. Thursday. Yeah. Right. Thursday. It was all hell in a handbag. Exactly. So. um, uh, basically, today, Tuesday, a lot of big events made a a gold rush for September. The French Open moved to September. The uh, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby, and the other horse races. And it makes sense because if you just want it, you're going to have your event in the calendar year. It's going to happen, right? That's all these major events give a shit about. They can yes. they can delay by six months the revenue. They just want to have the thing, right? Oh, so, yeah. So they think about it this way. They're like, all right, look, let's make sure we clear by a wide margin whatever the possible back end of the envelope of this disruption is, and then let's get the good real estate on the calendar before it's gone or too crowded. Let's get there first and maybe discourage other entities from trying to take our place. So it makes sense in that regard. And how crowded, wait a minute, how crowded is September be going to be? Because you have those events that push back. Baseball will be going into the playoffs by then. College football will be roaring. Will be, will be roaring. And pro football, it's going to be, we're going to say this. I can't watch everything unless <laughs> I, I have 17 TVs. I have 17 TVs like Zabe. By the way, before you today, Best speak- Buy reported a spike in television sales <laughs> yeah, yeah, due yeah. to the coronavirus disruption of the spring. <laughs> Flat Question screen sales are up ninety three percent this month as people are loading up, hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> so March, hoarding televisions. So September. September. <laughs> Question for you: What is the likelihood there will be a Zade Vegas two thousand twenty one? Ninety five percent, eighty five percent. One hundred percent. One thousand percent. Okay, because I'm just going to my flight. It's good. I, I flew Southwest. Southwest said you can uh, keep it up till March fifth of next year. Can you get a to, Can you get a I, refund? I just, refund or no? No, okay, no refund. You, you have to use it. But no. I'm just saying. So, so I will just no, bro. Say, Listen, yeah. it's A, it's going to happen uh, next year. Okay. But B, he, he, here's a little something. This is just for the Zabecast listeners. I told you about the gold rush for October, right? Right. There has been whispers amongst the committee for some time that Zabe Vegas really belongs in October. 
I'm in. And this might be just the thing to knock it into a different part of the calendar because there's so many advantages. One, uh, football, duh. Baseball playoffs, uh, duh. The fact that the NCAA tournament, Jay, is not what it once was, is it? I mean, no, no. the last no, couple I have no of idea, I have no idea who these players are. Yeah. <laughs> right. You and a lot of other guys, because they don't stick around. There are games involving the Texas A&Ms of the world that are played in the 20s at halftime. I remember two years ago sitting around watching some god-awful brick fest, and the halftime score was something in the 20s. And I turned to the guys in an empty sports bar where there was no vibe like there used to be for the Sweet 16, and I said, why the fuck are we here for this thing anymore? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a nice thing to pull us through the winter and get us excited. But I mean, Zabe Vegas in October would be absolutely phenomenal. And I think there is a strong chance that we might be able to pull that off, but we'll deal with that later. So anyway, um, Tom Brady is going to be a Buccaneer. I'm trying to wrap my head around this because, but then I looked uh, like the Bucks had like the third best offense in football last year. It was just Jameis killing them, right. throwing the ball to the other team. But right. they got they got weapons. They got weapons. They do. And Bruce Arians is supposedly a quarterback whisperer, but they love to go downfield. And what can old man Brady not do very well these days? Can't throw it deep. Exactly. But I got a feeling um, they will be receiving a phone call tomorrow or they probably received it tonight from one Brown, comma, Antonio oh. saying, saying, I want in on this too. Antonio Brown with Mike Evans? Are you oh, fucking my. kidding me? There's is that even there too? Is that even is that even legal, Jay? No. That would be <laughs> I'm now I don't know how Antonio Brown's been on football for a year, and as we know, we've seen players sit out a year. And they come back and like, oh, you've kind of lost it in a year. No, that so, no, that cat ain't losing it. No okay. chance. All right. Let, okay. you, I mean, you see how much he works out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, and, and that, he'll that, probably have to serve a, a four game suspension, a three or four game suspension for the shit he did off off uh, yeah off field. He's a crazy motherfucker. But guess what? All you got to do is keep him uncrazy for a year. As Daryl once said in the office to, uh, what's her name? Access your uncrazy side for a second. Kelly Kapoor. Kelly By the Kapoor. way, speaking of that, I'm rewatching the uh, office at night now. That's good. I'm on, I'm on season three. Season three was the best season. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin's the guy we're forgetting about. Highly productive. There you go. That's that. I was like, there's somebody else there. Yeah. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown with Tom Brady. Well, that's kind of unfair. Fucking A, man. With Cameron Braid, Cameron Braid and OJ Howard at tight end. Uh, OJ Howard, little Ronald Jones, the Ronald Jones from USC. Yes, yeah, and don't forget uh, Brashad Perryman, big time wide receiver from the Edward Scissorhands, (laughs) as they called him here. (laughs) (laughs) Could not catch, couldn't catch anything. The fact that his dad was a very good possession wide receiver. And he can't catch anything. A yeah. cold. I, I love it when I hear nicknames for athletes or players that I had never heard before. So and good, let, yeah. like somebody, somebody called um, uh, the Redskins right tackle Morgan Moses got a ton of holding calls this year. Yellow fever. 
<laughs> They're like, yeah, minute. old Moses over there, yellow fever, man. We need to get him out of there. And I'm like, what? what was the nickname for Jason Taylor when he played for the Redskins? Mm. Highway, highway something, whatever his number no. was. No, no, no. That was Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith. I'm yes. sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I watched his uh, football life and they, he got his, he got his career, uh, record sack with the Redskins. I was like, wait a minute, didn't uh, he suck with the Redskins? No, nah, you know what? He actually had a, a productive couple years, but then it all it just all turned into chasing the sack record, and the team was having a shitty season. And at one point, Bruce Smith said, after getting two sacks in the game, which they lost, he didn't care. He's like, the hunt is on. <laughs> he was all excited. The hunt is on. We played that soundbite over and over. Uh, here's a fun factoid for you. You probably know this. You know who he sacked. For the uh, record breaker, oh, I saw that. I can't. New York Giants, handsome devil, now on ESPN, Jesse Palmer. Oh, Jesse Palmer! (laughs) And here's what's crazy: they gave him like this robe and a scepter in the locker room, and they actually printed a coin to commemorate his record. And I'm furious that I didn't grab one as a piece of Redskins Kitchikana. So would you want to? Yes. I'm pissed. I got rid of my Hainsworth t-shirtsy because it's all funny. The shit that you save from douchebags who are no longer there is funny. I love the collective like, stuff. Like, I had like, an, like I had Sammy an, Sosa with the Orioles. Yes. I had an agent zero or I had a, I had a uh, Gilbert arena zero t-shirtsy. I think I saved that. Oh, See, those are fun. Those are funny when those, they those go are, south. No, those are yeah. When you when you go, he was on our team. That's right. <laughs> right. Michael Vick was a Steeler for a season. Oh yeah. Well, so so on the Brady front, I did. I rolled this out today uh, on the afternoon show. I said, "All right, give me some of the because I feel like you with Brady. I'm like, dude, you're gonna ruin the neatness you're, you're, and yeah. the cleanness of your epic career. You could go right in the pantheon. You never wore another team's jersey, and now you're gonna try this. What the fuck, man?" And Joe I, Namath. Okay. There, yeah. I mean, there are so many uh, uh, bad Jerry ones. Jerry Rice. Joe Namath with the Rams. Jerry Rice with the Emmett Raiders. Smith. With the Cardinals. Jerry Rice was with the Raiders and then the Broncos and then the Seahawks for a hot second. Yeah. He wore Steve Largent's number, too. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Smith as a Cardinal. Yes. Do you remember Hakeem Olajuwon as a Raptor? I sure do for that one season. Yes. Patrick Ewing took, he was with somebody else after he left the Knicks. Do you remember Randy Moss as a Titan? I do remember that. <laughs> Wait a minute. How about Shaq? Wait a minute. A Shaq, Shaq across a America. Yeah. Shaq a was, son. he was a, a son. son. He was a Cleveland Cavalier and he was a Celtic, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, yes, he was. That's right. But he couldn't play because he hurt his feet. I was living in St. Louis when Wayne Gretzky got traded to the Blues. That's right. And by the way, they broke in on like 10 o'clock news when that happened. It was like the biggest story ever. Hey, bro, I I did play with the Celtics, bro, for uh, 37 games, bro. Oh, oh, you know what Shaq Shaq averaged uh, when he was with the uh, Celtics? Six, nine six and points a game. Nine and three. Or sorry, nine Do- points. Nine and five. Dominique Wilkins as a clipper. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, Johnny Unitas is a charger. 
Oh, yeah. Willie Mays as a Met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many. It's, it, you know, it, it's interesting, the psychology of it. Most fans are like, Tommy, Tommy, it's enough, bro. It's over. <laughs> like, just put it up in the Pantheon and they just don't want to quit. It's because I, I can understand. I mean, I can understand it, but we can't as mortals on the couch, can we? But then, but but for everyone we just named, you go Peyton Manning as a Bronco. There you go. I, well, I know he was Peyton kind Manning, of shot. Well, he was kind of shot at the end, but he lit it the fuck up his first two years in Denver. Yeah. So the you know, but that's the only one. Can you think of a wide receiver who's changed teams? Who's done? Like who's, the only player I can think of that has changed teams and like had a dramatic impact, impact was like Jerome Bettis when he left the Rams. Yeah, they're they're out there. They don't stand out in your mind. Uh, by the way, uh, Peyton's first year in Denver at age 36, 68% completions, highest, 68.6, highest of his career. A, uh, let's see here, touchdowns, 37 over 11. And the next year, he was even better, 37-year-old Peyton Manning, 13 and 3, 5,477 yards. Wow. And touchdowns, Jay? Care to take a guess? Uh, 32. 55. Um, I was on the under. 50. Okay. Fucking five. This all at age 37. After his neck was fused and he missed an Allegedly. entire year. <laughs> Allegedly. And, and, and all, well, and after he reportedly had received HGH deliveries to his house. Yes, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then I'm sent some black trench coated goons to go intimidate the, the guy that was, uh, I guess, investigating the story. I forget how it went exactly. Shit the works. Manning Mafia, as we yes. like to call it. Yes, but still. So, I mean, Brady wants to play, and he's going to go ahead and play. The other bit of drama from Tuesday. Cam. Cam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cam. <laughs> yes, that one is. Wait a minute. That one. Oh, there's, there's, there's three things that are great. Cam. There's uh, Amari Cooper. Jameis Winston doesn't have a job now. Not yet. Who's the, Where can he go? He's the youngest free agent quarterback on the market by a long shot. And he's got 30 interceptions on his on his racket. And Philip Rivers got $25 million for one year. Okay, let's talk about that. That's dumb That's as ludicrous. Shit. That's the, it's the Colts. They're stupid. <laughs> it's the Colts. But they feel like they have one shot at maybe doing something, so they pay him a ton of money for one year. Like the, the, the messaging, the signaling on one year for $25 million makes no sense. It says... We think you're an elite quarterback. However, we don't we don't think you can do it for more than one year. <laughs> I mean, come on. It is. It is. I, I saw that and I said that's the worst signing besides Albert Albert Hainsworth in the history of uh, NFL football. A it's a, bad. A, M, a immobile quarterback whose arm is shot and he throws funny anyway to begin with. Right. Yeah. It's. So, so let's let's go back to the uh, Cam Newton thing. The timeline was early in the day. Cam Newton says, or no, the Carolina Panthers says 
their official Twitter account says we've uh, we've granted Cam Newton permission to seek a trade. Cam Newton fires back on Instagram in this weird ass font. Did you see this? I'm I'm trying to find it. I did not see it. Okay, I'll I'll read it to you right here. Once you find while while I'm reading, you'll look it up and you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he re- he responded uh, with the following message in again some font that looks like it's out of it's if it were a font it would be called a unibomber light would be font <laughs> there's hashes there's slashes there's dots cam newton stop with the wordplay i never asked for it there's no dodging this one i love the panthers to death and will always love you guys please do not try and play me or manipulate the narrative and act like i wanted this you forced me into this love okay i'm reading it yes okay oh god whoa wow not good, Cam. Okay. I wonder if he had, I wonder if he uh, he and Cecil wrote it together. <laughs> well, a couple things here. For, were the Panthers smart to do this? Yes, actually. Why? Well, they have Teddy Bridgewater now. Teddy Ballgame. Did that signing go down? Um, from what I saw, it did. Because that was rumored when I was on the air an hour and a half ago. Yeah, 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 yes. Nothing else. Nothing else is going on. So I'm going to oh, say, yeah. There it is. Done. Sixty-three million dollar deal for Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Three years, sixty-three million dollars. Who is the anti-Jameis Winston, by the way? Right. That's only. <laughs> that's only like twenty-one per. It's a lot less than Kirk Cousins. Racist. Oh, God. No, Race. How come Teddy can't get paid like the white man can at quarterback? It's an outrage, Jay. Why did is is Charge still on the I love uh, Kirk Cousins uh, train? Or he, did he or did no? He he's on it, but like me, we understand Kirk's limitations. I was going to say he's very limited. Yes, he's good enough to get by as a a serviceable quarterback. Right. He's right. not terrible. He's like one rung above Josh Allen right yeah. now. Yeah. So anyway, um, Teddy Bridgewater now in Carolina. Cam has requested a trade. I don't know why anyone would give up anything other than a seventh to get him. Yeah. Like they literally can't carry him on the roster this year as a backup or as I'm going to compete with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, wait a Speaking of trade, how about the effing Ravens fleecing? Um, was it Atlanta? Atlanta? Yes. On what Atlanta. deal? Are you talking um, about the Buffalo Minnesota deal for Stefan Diggs? We haven't. I no. haven't run. I haven't run by you the insanity that is the Bill O'Brien trade, well, which is being dubbed maybe the worst. I know it's embarrassing. I look like him after this trade. It's being dubbed as maybe the worst NFL trade ever. Maybe one of the worst trade trades. I'm ever. sorry. I'm sorry. Jacksonville trading for a fifth round pick to the Ravens. Calais Campbell. Yeah. That but people that one kind of slid underneath the radar. Sure. But that's just that's just as bad as D Hop going for a was he also a fifth? Uh the the trade uh, it was for <laughs> they it was like a fourth and a fifth, and then they get they David Johnson. Down. David Johnson yeah. is a net negative because he cost too much and he he's hurt. He's broke down. Yeah. <laughs> right. A less impact position than a star wide receiver. It's just craziness. I don't know how. When are we going to? Yeah. 
When is no? When is Bill O'Brien going to get? Who gets fired first, Bill O'Brien or Matt Patricia? Dude, Bill O'Brien has not won anything of note. He has been given a job that he doesn't have the time nor the mental capacity to do, which is GM, and they keep empowering him down there. It is one of the darndest things ever. It's almost he's, like he's, nobody has the ear of the owner down there to go, hey, he's not good at this. Here, let me show you the numbers. Here's what the Vikings got for Diggs, a far lesser wide receiver. Here's what your doofus coach with the big chin dimple got for a guy who's a freaking stud. A guy, I could point to you, uh, Mr. McNair. Wait, is the owner McNair or is he dead? In, he's uh, dead. He's dead. All right. The, whoever the current owner is, they, they turn to them and go, hey, do you see how many uh, Hopkins jerseys are in the fucking stands? He's not just great. He's really popular. As they say he and, he and uh, Hopkins and O'Brien did not get along, and Bill O'Brien let that get in the way of because they were he's had some bullshit. Well, I don't know if we're going to sign him in two years. Two years. <laughs> yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Contract two years. Two years. Worry yeah. about two years. Two years from now, or at least and, one more year from now. Yeah, and then when we put the franchise tag on him again. All right. So back to Cam Newton. Does he play next I, year? Where does he play? Where is there a fit? How's he going to handle this? You know, this is this is a tough blow for guys like Cam Newton, man. He was once the it player in the league, and it was seemingly two seconds ago. And he loved every I, bit of it. And now he's been thrown to the side. That hurts. I mean, like San Diego Chargers need a quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Excuse me. Chargers. Come on, get that Um, right. I can't. That's like I'm trying to uh, Miami, maybe. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all I can think of. Okay. Well, it uh, it'll be interesting. How about this? How about the Steelers pulling a power move? Ben, you sit out this year. We'll, we'll, Whoa! We'll take, <laughs> somebody tried to sell that Jameis Winston thing. What uh, if that they were going to? What if Big Ben has a setback on that elbow? That's that's what I'm saying. We. All, all we've seen is, is him throwing a football in a gym. That's it. I have no idea. So. And how do we know he's uh, smaller than a USS battleship right now? Yeah, he was kind of hefty. Kind of? I saw him I'm on, on the sideline. Yeah. Kinda? He was a little bit hefty. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Sort of. All right. Uh, before I let you go here, uh, <laughs> did you see the Vanessa Hudgens video? I was just... By the way, you need to. Get, I don't know if you've had him on your show. You need to get Rex Chapman on your show. He might be my favorite Twitter follow. I would. On uh, Twitter. I would. He's good. Although I got to be honest, he's starting to wear himself out. Three, four videos a day, and they're all just videos that are out there. Many of them are several years old. A few of them, I think, are works and setups. And I don't know. I don't know if I can really get into it as much. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I follow him. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. But I'll get Rex on. I mean, I'll try. Yeah. I, 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 yeah he, I, he makes me laugh once, uh, at least once a week with something on his, with, with something he has tweeted out. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's never good when you like see uh, Vanessa Hudgens trending 
and you're like, oh, oh boy, why is um, this? Yeah, this is. She's either she's either uh, naked or said to something dumb, and it was said something dumb. There yes. you go, talking about coronavirus, old V Hudge. Um, yeah, till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry, but like, oh come on, internet, coronavirus got my internet. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. It's a virus. I get it. Like, I respect Oh, shit. God oh, damn God. it. It's a virus. I get it. I respect, respect it. it. But at the same time, like, even... Okay, this oh! is painful. Do you, do you know how I live? Do you know how I live with internet speeds this piddling? I... Everybody gets it. Like... <laughs> she shakes her head like, Hello? If everybody gets it, some people are going to die. She quickly walked back the statement. I'm going to try to load it here. Uh, maybe YouTube will do better in terms of the uh, algorithm. Uh, she walked it back saying her words were taken out of context. Um, everybody said Here we that. go. Yeah. yeah, till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry. But, like, it's a virus. But, like, you know, when I hear her voice, it's like every boomer. Well, we're not boomers. It's like every adult. Hearing a millennial and you're like, shut the fuck up. Jesus, your fucking voice is driving me crazy. I get it. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die. It's just terrible. But like, inevitable? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should be doing this right wonderful. now. wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> oh. By the way, could, could you imagine if this had happened in like 1983? How? Because we have more options. I can watch anything on demand. If this had happened in '83, oh, I might, I might have gone oh. Jack Nicholson in The Shining and killed my parents. Oh, oh, it, yeah, it could have been unbelievably brutal. I, and remember, we're. we're we're like f- six days into this thing. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, st- I, I want to stop making predictions about how any of this is gonna go because I don't know, and I don't like to look stupid, and it is highly unpredictable. But I feel confident in saying the following: that there is a actual disease spread curve that everyone knows about and has been talked about. Right, the curve. Pandemics operate on a curve. They, they rise up and they go down, usually in a parabolic fashion, right? Yes. There is also, I believe, a fear curve. And it's dependent on a lot of different factors. And so there's a fear curve that is operating as well alongside that's underneath the actual disease curve. And that is going to change as further information comes out. It'll either go a lot steeper if more bad information comes out or it'll go down quickly if there's good information that comes out. Like we are testing so few people. We've tested 50,000 people total so far. It's it's funny. Uh, I have a friend who I was going to see in Vegas. She's quarantined. Is she positive? that's a great question her her brother texted me and she was like she's quarantined so i was like whoa i don't know if she's positive or not i'll get that info but still well here's so here's the thing so we don't know 
It's like we have a flashlight in a dark room and we're only able to shine it and pick up a few things like, oh, there's what, like looking at cockroaches. There's a couple, there's a couple. And you think, okay, we're kind of getting an idea, but it's a big dark room. Imagine we had a light switch and we could flip it all on at once and see all the cockroaches. We might see there's cockroaches everywhere. Like the only way, and I read a long statistical article that showed just how complicated and difficult it was to extrapolate any meaningful data on what we should be doing necessarily from what little that we know. Uh, They said um, that essentially you want to test a random sample of the entire population, meaning people far away from so-called hotspots meaning people that have shown no symptoms whatsoever because that's the equivalent of shining the flashlight on other parts of the room because if if this thing has been bubbling up for months now and more people have had it without any serious complications or if some of the cases that were thought to be flu but they didn't quite have a bead on it were actually COVID-19, then it gets lost in the statistical noise. So we don't know. We don't know. I And... I'm not saying what we're doing is wrong right now, but the only other prediction I'll make is this. Um, unless it gets a lot worse or doesn't get at all better, it'll be hard to keep America cooped up for too long. And the big money in America, they're not going to sit around and take it in the face forever financially. Do you know what I'm saying? I heard uh, Mitt Romney was it, uh, either Friday or month or yesterday. He said... The best thing uh, for the government to do is give everyone money so they can put it back into the economy. Yeah. Guess what? Because that money ain't going to the fucking economy. It's going in people's bank accounts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because when you're scared, you're, you're going you're gonna to hoard it. And there's a number of people that have savings and they can get by for a couple weeks. So, uh, you know, government's going to do what government does and pandemics will do what pandemics do and dumb stupid millennial actresses like Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> they're going to do what they do as well. What they're going to do. Yes. Right. It's all going to play out for things I can't control. That's been the hardest thing for me to accept on this, Jay, and I think I've turned the quarter on it. You know, they say in life, you know, accept things you can't change and just work on your own world. It's hard to do when you don't realize how much your mind wants you to try to Think about things completely out of your control. Um, it is, by the way, um, you're, I was just looking. Another reason why Zay Vegas, let me say, yeah, Zay Vegas in October will be better. We'll be here in Maryland and the Virginia area where it'll be like 30 degrees. So let's make that happen. <laughs> in October, it'll be 30 degrees. Won't it be cold in October? 40, 30? Yeah. Uh, October's still nice. October's still warm. How about those snowstorms we've had this winter? Yeah. Funny how that is. (laughs) Yeah, all of none. Yeah. Here we go. Do you want to bat first or second? I'm going to, you're going to yell at me. I haven't been anywhere. I have no fuck that guy. Oh, you do so. I don't. Well, you got 30 seconds (laughs) to think of one. I'm batting first. Here we go. Fuck that guy. All right, there's plenty of fuck that guys out there. My fuck that guy goes to somebody in New Jersey who went in to get tested for COVID-19, came back positive, and then fled the medical facility 
as the doctors realized he had given a wrong name and a false address. <laughs> they were running after him going, sir, sir, you're a danger to others. And he was like, nope, don't give a shit. I'm out of here. Which nice. is which is right in line with what I know about many Americans. Selfish as fuck. That and, they, okay, they, all I this guy, that guy then. Right. All this guy cared about was like, I just want to know if I have it. He might not have been that sick, right? But then as soon as they said you got it, he's thinking, oh, shit. They're going to fucking put me in the hospital and observe me. They're going to lock me down. They're going to quarantine me. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and he just fled. He ran away. All fuck right. that guy. And when I say to him, fuck that guy, all right? And uh, My- prayers up to Kevin Durant, who announced that he was one of oh. four Nets who had tested positive. So there you go. My FTG, Matt Colvin from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Who dat? The guy, the guy who hoarded 17,700 <laughs> bottles of hand sanitizer and was trying to sell it for like 70 bucks for a little bottle until the feds were like, oh, we'd like to speak to you. And then he was like, oh, I'll, I'll give him away. Yeah, I'll give him away. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah, that was that, my favorite story. That guy gets a big old... Fuck that guy. I really hate your ass right now. I really hate your ass right now. You hit the bridge on that one, too. Wow, you hit the post. Totally random there. All right, uh, Jay, you're not working. Your uh, offices are shut down for a little while. Is that right? Yeah. What are you doing to stay productive other than just binge-watching stuff on TV? Not a damn thing. (laughs) Like tonight, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, This Is Us. Watch okay, at good. O'clock. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, then, as the kids say, keep it slow and lay back in the cut, brother. And we'll talk to you next week. Is that what the <laughs> bye kids bye say? Bye bye now. Bye bye now. I haven't heard any say it, but you have daughters. So. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. What can we end on? That's good. I'll give you this <laughs> New York City, the Times Square. Uh, characters the illegal elmos and illegal minions and the guy the naked singing cowboy in the no shirt and tight shorts they apparently have been chasing down the few people roaming out and about to try to get a tip they gotta eat too they gotta pay rent it's a picture of the singing cowboy with a mask on holding a woman in his arms jesus christ all right that'll do it for us today thank you so much for listening have yourself a great wednesday and we will see you next time Take some shit. Tuck some shit. And all the-